of the world The sound with the beat The sound that sets you tapping your feet Radio, the sound of year-round pleasure The sound of the news, rhythm and blues Tchaikovsky swing, whatever you choose Radio, the sound of year-round pleasure Welcome to All Things Radio, your weekly radio magazine, with radio news from a national perspective, call-in-up and format changes, sports news, featured radio stations from yesterday and today, your voicemails and phone calls, as well as special guests and featured segments. And now here's your host, Bill Sparks. Educate, syncopate, radio communicate, radio, the sound of year-round pleasure. Well, good evening and welcome to All Things Radio 598, if I'm not incorrect, for what, September 16th, 2021. We've got a action-packed show ahead of us. Jeff, take it away. All right. Thank you very much, Bill. First of all, we'll say good morning, good afternoon, good evening, depending on where you're listening. We'll start things off with the radio news from a national perspective. We'll follow it up with Jennifer Sparks' caller and format changes. And this week's feature segment, Bill remembers 911, but this time we're going to travel to Washington, D.C. We're going to hear about 911 from the perspective of the all news radio station WTOP FM. Next, we'll follow it up with a classic air check, and this time we're going to listen to Coyote McLeod. Now, yes, we have heard Coyote McLeod before on this show when he got fired from the radio station in uh, Alabama. However, this time we're going to listen to Coyote McLeod as he works at radio station WMAKAM in Nashville, Tennessee from October 22nd, 1973. And Scott Shannon is the program director for the radio station. You're going to just love this particular air check because I think it's really good top 40. Finally, we'll travel to Rochester, Minnesota, and we're going to hear a radio station that had changed to a classic rock format. They call themselves Sasquatch 1077. And the station is owned and operated by uh, Hubbard, uh, well, I'm not sure who the, the guy who owns them. I'm sorry, but they're in Rochester, Minnesota. So all in all, we have a pretty busy show this week, and I hope you guys enjoy it. And of course, we've got your calls and feedback after the radio news as well. So we're uh, we're ready to we're ready to start cooking with gas here, if you know what I mean. Well, before that gas gets started, and you make us leave the room because of it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, by the by the way, happy we did we did hear about gas yesterday on our show. Bill. Yes, we did. We did. It was a new race. It was a Ray Stevens song, by the way, in case you're curious. Does anybody on the panel have anything to say before we get good and started? Happy, good Yom Kippur to our Jewish listeners, and happy Mexican Independence Day to anybody listening to Mexico. And actually, we have to And also, WBZ's 100th anniversary is officially on this coming Sunday, so the 19th of September, 1921, a Monday, they went on the air at the Eastern States Exposition. in western Massachusetts. They actually didn't move into Boston. They were in Millis, and then they moved into Boston. They didn't really move into Boston until the late 30s, early 40s. I read a thing on Wikipedia. Wow, so none of the original people will be on the air on that. Yeah. You might find the ghosts of uh, Jay Dunn, Dave Maynard, Carl DeSeuss, and and, uh, Bruce Bradley. Theirs are all gone. But they've been doing, uh, I've mentioned, uh, they've been doing a lot of uh, good flashback, little 30-second snippets of things, and, you know, I wish they'd put it all into a special, whether they will or not. I haven't heard anything announced, but radio being what it is, they announce things about three days before they happen, stuff like right, that. that so might happen, won't, but uh, we'll see what they actually do about it. But 100 years on, uh, on we'll Sunday. see what wow. we can do, wow. um, for that um, next week, Chris. All right, Jeff, is it a time for that award winning news and 
My daughter wants to know what the award is. I said, don't worry about it. It's just doing the news is what I do. Yeah, what you get is a brass diggle with bronze oak leaf palm, as uh, Dean Shepard always gave out. That's 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 right. Jeff, I bought you a beer. That's the award. That's 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 very nice of you. Yeah, he's going to have to do the Hank Williams Jr. thing. He's going to have to fax him the beer, though. That's right. He probably wants wants that gin and tonic. He doesn't want that. Yeah, that's what he has to be. Beggars can't be choosers. Right. You know, you got to take what you can get. That's right. All right, Jeff, without further ado, I always like that. Without further ado, let's do just call letter, I mean, news and feedback. I'm Jeff Bennett for All Things Radio, and here's what's happening in the world of broadcasting. A familiar radio voice returns to Washington, D.C. A Pittsburgh talk host returns to the radio in Altoona, Pennsylvania. We'll let you know what's happening on the street, and we'll continue our look at the Nielsen August personal people meter ratings. It was yet another busy week this week in the world of broadcasting, and familiar voices are back on the radio once again. Let's move our microphones to Washington, D.C., where a familiar voice is back on the radio. His name is Don Geronimo, and you can hear him on radio station WBIG-FM. Folks who are familiar with Top 40 Radio will Don Geronimo, he's worked at many radio stations, including WLS-AM in Chicago, Illinois, and WXLO-FM in New York City. You also might remember Don Geronimo when he worked with Mike O'Mara when they did that talk show that was syndicated by Infinity Radio. We'll provide you with an air check of Don Geronimo in a future All Things Radio live broadcast. Another familiar voice that's back on the radio is Wendy Bell. She most recently worked at radio station WJAS-AM in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, but Wendy Bell wasn't without controversy, having been fired from radio station KDKA-AM for her controversial views. Wendy Bell will be working in Altoona, Pennsylvania on radio station WRTA-FM hosting middays from 9 a.m. till noon. Now let's get a quick look and find out what's happening on the street. In Washington, D.C., WTEM-AM, they transmit on a frequency of 980 and they're owned and operated by Odyssey. The Washington Capitals will continue airing on radio station WFED-AM. WFED-AM is owned and operated by Hubbard Broadcasting. Now let's move to Buffalo, New York, where Odyssey makes news on two fronts. Odyssey has agreed to a multi-year contract to keep the Buffalo Bills and the Buffalo Sabres on radio station WGRAM. WGRAM programs in all sports format. In other news, Odyssey is also making sports news by taking ESPN Radio off of radio station WWKBAM. They transmit on a frequency of 1520, and they're now an affiliate of the BetQL Sports Gambling Network. In New Orleans, Louisiana, Cumulus is making changes at radio station KKNDFM. They transmit on a frequency of 106.7, and they've dropped their hot adult contemporary format in favor of a gospel format. KKNDFM is owned and operated by Cumulus. Media. What's happening in Decatur, Illinois? 1490 WIEZ AM and its FM translator are stunting by playing the song Wild Thing over and over again. They preceded that by playing the complete Abbey Road album. We don't know what the format is going to be, but we'll let you know as soon as we find out about it in a future All Things Radio live broadcast. Congratulations go out to Robbie Bridges and Rochelle Gagnon, who are going to be working as the morning team at radio station WWZYFM. They transmit on a frequency of 107.1 and they're licensed to Long Branch, New Jersey. Robbie Bridges will come to this radio station as program director, and Rochelle Gagnon will come to this radio station as social media director. WWZYFM programs a classic rock format. Say goodbye to the Nash branding and classic country that was heard on radio station KTOPFM in Topeka, Kansas. The station has dropped the classic country in favor of modern country, and they're calling themselves Cat Country. KTOPFM is owned and operated by Cubulus Media. Let's move our microphones back to Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, where we have to congratulate Lynn Hayes Freeland, who has spent 44 years working in the media. Lynn Hayes Freeland has spent the 
the last year working at radio station KDKA AM handling the new to three position, but she has decided to retire. Although retiring from KDKA on a full-time basis, you'll still get to hear Lynn Hayes Freeland as a contributing editor on talk radio KDKA AM in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Folks living in Greenville, South Carolina are noticing changes to the radio landscape at radio station WROOFM. They transmit on a frequency of 104.9 and they've dropped their rock format in favor of sports. WROOFM is owned and operated by iHeartMedia and they've become a new affiliate of the Fox Sports Radio Network. What happens when you decide to leave radio? Well, you don't really leave radio, but you do something else and that something else is podcasting. Congratulations go out to Ted Stryker, who's the former morning host who left radio station KROQFM in Los Angeles, California after over 20 years on the air. Ted Stryker will be hosting a podcast interviewing famous people. You can find this podcast wherever you get podcasts on the internet. Folks living in Wausau, Wisconsin are noticing changes to the radio landscape at radio station WOZZFM. The station has dropped its rock format in favor of adult hits, and yes, they're going to be part of the Jack FM format. Let's move our microphone to South Bend, Indiana, where radio station WYETFM has dropped its classic hits moniker in favor of Throwback Nation. This is a classic hits format syndicated by Tony Lorino, and they play music of the 70s and 80s, and will provide you with an air check of this radio station in a future All Things Radio live broadcast. Now it's time to continue our look at the Nielsen August Personal People Beta Ratings. In Washington, D.C., the number one ranked radio station is WTOPFM with its all-news operation. The number two and three ranked radio stations both program in urban and local temporary format. Number two is WMMJ-FM and number three is WHUR-FM. In Boston, Massachusetts, the number one ranked radio station is WROR-FM with a classic its format. The number two ranked radio station is WXKS-FM with a pop CHR format. And finally, the number three ranked radio station in Boston, Massachusetts is WBZ-AM with its news talk operation. In Miami, Florida, things are status quo with the number one, two, and three ranked radio stations. The number one ranked radio station in Miami, Florida is WFED-FM with an adult contemporary format. The number two ranked radio station in Miami, Florida is WHQT-FM with an urban adult contemporary format. And finally, the number three ranked radio station in Miami, Florida is WLYF-FM with an adult contemporary format. In Seattle, Washington, the number one ranked radio station is KIRO-FM with a news talk format. The number two ranked radio station is KISW-FM with a rock format. And finally, the number three ranked radio station in Seattle, Washington is KOMO-FM with its all news operation. In Detroit, Michigan, the number one ranked radio station is WCSX-FM with a classic rock format. The number two ranked radio station is WOMC-FM with a classic hits format. And finally, the number three ranked radio station in Detroit, Michigan is WMXD-FM with an urban and local temporary format. In Phoenix, Arizona, the number one ranked radio station is KESZ-FM with an adult contemporary format. The number two ranked radio station is KFYI-AM with a news talk format. And finally, the number three ranked radio station in Phoenix, Arizona is KYOT-FM with an adult hits format. In Minneapolis, Minnesota, the number one ranked radio station is KQQL-FM with a classic hits format. The number two ranked radio station is KSTP-FM with a hot adult contemporary format. And finally, the number three ranked radio station in Minneapolis, Minnesota is KNOW-FM. That's a public broadcaster with a news talk format. In San Diego, California, the number one ranked radio station is XHRM-FM with a rhythmic adult contemporary format. The number two ranked radio station is KXSN-FM with a classic hits format. And finally, the number three ranked radio station in San Diego, California is KHTS-FM with a pop CHR format. In the Tampa St. Petersburg, Florida market, ratings are just a bit different this month, and I don't believe we've seen this radio station number one in the ratings. The number one ranked radio station in the Tampa St. Petersburg, Florida market is WCIE-FM with a Christian CHR format. 
The number two rack radio station is WDUVFM with an adult contemporary format. And finally, the number three rack radio station in the Tampa St. Petersburg, Florida market is WXGLFM with the classic its format. In the market that serves Denver and Boulder, Colorado, the number one rack radio station is KOSI FM with an adult contemporary format. The number two rack radio station is KYGO FM with a country format. And finally, the number three rack radio station serving Denver and Boulder, Colorado is KRFX FM with a classic rock format. In Baltimore, Maryland, the number one rack radio station is WWIN-FM with an urban and local contemporary format. The number two rank radio station is WPOC-FM with a country format. And finally, the number three rank radio station in Baltimore, Maryland is WLIFFM with an adult contemporary format. Finally, in St. Louis, Missouri, the number one rank radio station is KSHE-FM with a classic rock format. The number two rank radio station is KEZK-FM with an adult contemporary format. And finally, the number three rank radio station in St. Louis, Missouri is KLJY-FM with a contemporary Christian format. Format. Next week, we'll conclude our look at the Nielsen August Personal People Media Ratings. Finally, according to those media monitors, here are the top commercials you heard on the radio this past week. Number one was the privacy-based company DuckDuckGo with its search engine. Number two was indeed the employment recruiting firm, followed by Progressive Insurance, AutoZone, and the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration. If you have any comments concerning this portion of the podcast, there are many ways you can get in touch with me. First of all, you can send me an email. My email address is Jeff. That's J-E-F-F Jeff at allthingsradio.net. Or you can send me a voice Voicemail with our feedback line. The phone number is 800-693-0595. That's 800-693-0595. And hit option two for the podcast team. For all things radio, I'm Jeff Bennett. It's time once again for listener calls and feedback. To get in touch with the podcast team, call 800-693-0595 and hit option two for the podcast team. Hello, all things radio team. This is DJ in Phoenix here. Just thought I would give you guys an interesting radio station to listen to. It's WOA. P.A.M. with their FM translator. It's somewhere outside of Lansing, Michigan. They're a hybrid format of alternative rock, mainstream rock, and top 40 CHR. They call themselves Portal FM. Boy, is it an interesting station if you're into new music. Listener comments are always welcome, so give us a call on that feedback line 800-693-0595 That's 800-693-0595 and hit option 2 for the podcast team. There you go. Good job, and, Jeff. Uh, by the way, I do have right in front of me here the ratings for Indianapolis, Indiana, which I didn't have when I was doing the ratings, but I have You would have done like it to... if you'd had them. Though, I, I would have, yeah. yes. Yes, you would have. Yeah, well, Bill would have. Well, yeah. WJJK is number one. WTLC is number two. WIBC is number three. WYXB is number four. WFYI is number is number five. Okay. WFMFs is the next one. WFBQ, WIBC, HC2, and WLHK. So you wait around, you get the top 10. You know, well, you get well the 93.5 and 107.5 are in the top 10. Well, yeah, they, uh, they've been HC, there, but, pretty... but if you notice those ratings, they've dropped over a point, and I think we're feeling a little bit of the impact of the WIBC AM going off the yeah. air. Yeah, that may happen, yeah. I think yeah. I think that's a, a more of a loss than what MS realized. Well, this is just my opinion, but I think that's more of an impact than in what they're going to do, and they're going to have to tighten up their 
mourning situation just a little bit and get that. Well, they're thinking about how many million they're going to make. So yeah, well, right. well, well, yeah. I mean, the I other thing I would say about that, that Bill, is let's see what happens six months from now and see what the ratings look like then. Joe, you have your hand raised. Can you unmute yourself, please? All uh, all to do that, please. Oh, hi. Good, good afternoon. Anyway, I'm happy to see an interesting WTLC number two because at one time I used to be a broadcaster in the black gospel music field and I knew Al the Bishop Hobbs and I spent some time in Indianapolis, Indiana. So that sounds great. All right. Thank you very much, Joe. But uh, one correction. I'm surprised Joe. So he was at number two. Yeah. Wow. No, that was, yeah, also, that was the mainstream. I don't know if you got this news, Jeff, or not, but I guess a long time, uh, L.A., Philadelphia, Radio Banana Joe passed Oh, yeah, we talked yeah, about we, that we, we before We talked the about show. that earlier, and while I didn't put it in the radio news, I don't like putting lots of deaths in the news, Sean. It doesn't sound good, and it, 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 it no. doesn't, but, I, but you can talk about him. He was, while he was notable, uh, he, you know, he, he made his big mark in Philadelphia, replacing George Michael at WFIL back in 1974 when George Michael came to WABC because he replaced Cousin Brucey. Well, the thing about not putting the deaths, and and maybe you don't want to put it in the news, we have the discussion part, but the thing is that as fewer people are doing radio, that's really what we're going to be talking about, people who remember people that were on the air that aren't around anymore. That's, uh, you know, kind of what's happening. Also, KHJ and KISS FM, I mean, our our buddy put some good air checks about him. Yeah. Yeah, he's been around. I thought it was interesting with Seattle. I don't think we've seen two, uh, you know, Cairo and Como, both in the top three. That was pretty good. The, the news uh, was really strong in Seattle. And that public radio station, the San Diego, was always up there. It wasn't there at all the time in the top three. Again, it depends on where the meters are placed yeah. and how, their pe- how people are listening to their radios. Yeah, and you saw KL, WKLB went uh, back into the woodwork again. So that, that was a one-time thing, I guess. Boy, you just Again, uh, I, I never, I never tried. But you know, as bad as the personal people meter ratings are, people had the same complaints when when I used to study the ratings when we had diaries, and yeah, we had, and, we had and 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 it wasn't just Nielsen; it was Pulse, it was Hooper, it was uh, there were Pulse, Hooper, and Birch. Nielsen at Birch. So they they all had their own you know flaws, and there's never going to be a perfect ratings of, yeah, a way of doing ratings. Still the same way, still the same way. That's yeah. exactly the as same. As long as you can pop up in the top three to five. Every few months, you know, you keep on the radar. Yeah, yeah, I think yeah, that's probably what good. your goal is. And by the way, one little bit of correction. That WTLC, though they do have a gospel station, it was not that station. It was the uh, urban gospel. I mean, urban contemporary Right, they're, gospel they're urban you know, contemporary. The, the, yeah, the, yeah, they, not, may, they may have been a gospel at one point, but then they're no, urban if you go control, down they, about 20... Uh, 20 positions, you're going to find WTLC. You'll find it, but you're not going to find it in the top two, nor will you. Well, let's see. I just say, I don't think it's going to happen, but that that's, that's what it was. By the way, I believe today is also National College Radio Day, and there's a, some, a few, a lot of college stations are doing stuff for that. But oh, again, Jeff, and one of, here's another piece of radio news: one of your favorite apps, Jeff Silly, one I know that loves this app, the um, Odyssey app. The they have signed a deal to. And I'll talk about this. Yes, I know what you're talking about, Bill. Yeah, go ahead and talk about that. They're going to be, again, uh, the idea is to be on as many platforms as possible. So Odyssey has gotten into it. I'm sorry. Cumulus has gotten into an agreement with Odyssey. So the Cumulus radio stations can now be available on the Odyssey platform and as well as the iHeart platform. 
Okay. Yeah, so Not now the, if they would just make right their app accessible. And by the way, yeah, we're talking about John Geronimo. He's going to be doing mornings in Washington. Bernie, didn't he work in Indianapolis at one point? Oh, yeah, he sure did. In fact, he worked at a couple of stations here. Um, oh, he I won, in fact, I won $1,000 from him once. Yeah, we heard, and, wow. and you weren't supposed to win the contest. That, <laughs> you, you really screwed them over, Bernie. You know yeah, I, I messed it all up because they weren't supposed to give the money away yet. Yeah, that, that was because they, you know, they wanted to have a run for the rating period, you know. So, but well, they, he also they, worked at WXLO in New York, and he's been. Uh, and I like this oh, yeah. dynamite. His dynamite yeah, show oh, in the was, was great. Um, was a great show. It was. But unfortunately, that network went all to pieces when uh, Opie and Anthony uh, got in trouble uh, with uh, what they did with uh, St. Patrick's Cathedral, and it just blew the whole network out of the water. And CBS got rid of it as, or Infinity was owning, was owning CBS at that time. Got rid of it as soon as they could. They just uh, couldn't sell it anymore, but they had some pretty good shows on there. Hey, Don Jeff, and Fez, yeah. uh, Don and Mike, Opie and Anthony were in the morning. Um, it was just Tom Likas was on there. Tom Likas. Tom Likas was there for a while. It was just in it. Blow Me Up Tom. Yes, Tom Likas was up there. It was a very interesting network to listen to. Well, speaking of blowing <laughs> up, Jeff, speaking of blowing up. I in Miami at WNWS. That's right. Go ahead, yeah, Bill. Just speaking of blowing up, what about this Wendy Bell who worked on KDKA, then went to the other AM station in Pittsburgh, and now, for goodness sakes, is in Altoona. You're going from... I, I believe that she's self-syndicating the show. They, they didn't say it directly, but but the report I read is that she's on, she's on the station in Altoona, Pennsylvania, not necessarily broadcasting from Altoona. And she was self- going to be trying to self-syndicate the show. Self-syndicated that's the, is what I read. Yeah. That that's, they were that's, self-syndicating. That's right. but, 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 but Lance didn't, didn't say it exactly. He said that, that's, what, yeah. that, that's what. So I, unless we're definitely aware that it's going to go on other radio stations, I didn't want to put it in because I don't know if it's going to happen or not. So, But can you um, imagine, I mean, I can see that happening in a few years with some of the talk show hosts on WIBC may be going away, but wow! I mean, she's really falling hard. Bernie, you weren't planning to go to the <laughs> NAB show in Las Vegas this year, were you? No, I hope you weren't. <laughs> no, because it's been canceled. Oh wow! Um, I'll, I'll oh. talk about it in the next week's report. But uh, they they just felt that uh, they wouldn't get enough people uh, with COVID nineteen and Delta and everything else. So it's going to be canceled again this year and next year. It should be. They're saying they're hoping that it'll be available in twenty twenty two. But that also go, puts the question: Is is the Consumer Electronics Show going to be held in Vegas? That's a big thing, and that always occurs at the same time as the NAB show. Well, we, we when don't was know the about... show? When was the show uh, NAB scheduled? Uh, I believe sometime in October, if I'm not mistaken. Okay. Early October. So Last minute, wow. Okay. Yeah, you so, hate to be the lawyer on that hotel contract. Yeah, that's, uh, that's where you get into trouble. You know, that's what ACB always faces with that kind of stuff. Well, they're big enough for them. They probably had some insurance writer on it as well to, to cover that. And, you know, who knows what's going to happen. Who knows but that's what's going to happen. It's going to be interesting because uh, we'll, see, we'll see if the conventions that we normally go to in the summertime are going to be doing the same thing right now. Well, who knows? We, we can't answer that question yet, but... It'll be interesting. That's all I can say. Well, I do know one thing we are going to do, and it's okay. not been postponed yet because of COVID yet. <laughs> and that's Jennifer's call letter and format changes. 
Wow. Hello, everyone. I'm Jennifer Sparks. Here are your call letter and format changes for the week of September 16th. WMGG AM 1470, Egypt Lake, Florida, changes format from regional Mexican to tropical and changes slogan from 96.1 Caliente to Ritmo 101.9. WREO FM 97.1 Ashtabula, Ohio changes format from adult contemporary to soft AC and changes slogan from mix 97.1 to light mix 97.1. KBAM AM 1400 Longview, Washington changes format from talk to country and changes slogan from AM 1400 KEDO to now country. KDUN AM 1030 Reedsport, Oregon changes format from silent to classic hits. KEDO AM 1270 Longview, Washington changes format from country to talk and changes slogan from now country to AM 1400 KEDO. WQSH FM 103.5 Cobblestill, New York changes format from modern alternative rock to classic rock rock and changes slogan from alt 103.5 to q 105.7 103.5 kcis am 630 edmonds washington changes slogan from the inspiration station to kcis 630 kdcz fm 107.7 st charles Minnesota changes slogan from Z-Rock to Sasquatch 107.7. WMFN AM 640 Payotone, Illinois changes slogan from Radioactiva to La Poderosa Radio 640 AM. WNNH FM 99.1 Henniker, New Hampshire changes slogan from Frank FM to 99.1, The Bone. WOAP AM 1080, Wasso, Michigan, changes slogan from the O, 103.1 FM 1080 AM to Portal FM Music. WYET FM 102.3, New Carlisle, Indiana, changes slogan from Classic Hits 102.3 to Throwback 102.3. W-O-Z-Z FM 94.7. Mossany, Wisconsin changes format from rock to adult hits and changes slogan from rock 94.7 to 94.7 102.9 Jack FM KRMG AM 740 Sand Springs, Oklahoma
Oklahoma changes slogan from News 104.5 WOKV to News 102.3 KRMG. KUPY FM 99.9 Sugar City, Idaho changes format from country to news talk. WMST AM 1150 Mount Sterling, Kentucky changes slogan from Timeless Favorites to WMST 1150 AM 106.9 FM. And those are your call letter and format changes for this week for All Things Radio. I'm Jennifer Sparks wishing all of you a good week. Hey, we got a little bit more of our money's worth this week. Yeah, yeah, a little longer. Yeah. Hey, if I were WREO, my slogan would be the speed wagon. <laughs> Probably yeah. true. By the way, they're they're the mix. I I, I listened to them for a little bit, but uh, nothing to write home about. Mm-hmm. Um, really, not much to write home about, Chris. I'm going to check out that station in Sterling, Kentucky, WMST. And see if there's yeah. Streaming. I wonder if they're still uh, playing basically the same music and just hooked up with an FM uh, to do it or or what? Because it doesn't really say what their their music is. Uh, who knows? Who knows what, what's going to happen there? But any of those call letter changes? Do you guys have any comments on those? Anything? No, they have nothing that really stuck out in my nose. In my nose, in my head about that this time. Really? <laughs> really? Well, at least something's in your head. At least something's in there, Jeff. Your so. notes are in your head. Yeah. My notes are always in my head, Sean. Everything yeah, I do but, is in my head. Yeah, the something. Yeah, it was interesting that Frank FM. I was going through somehow my stream out of the blue decided to delete all my favorites the other day. I don't oh, know why I hate did that. it. Yeah, I don't know what it didn't even tell me about it. It just I turned it on and they weren't there anymore. But anyway, so I was putting stuff back in. I was going through. I've still got a long way to go, but I was going through Northern New England. I noticed two or three Frank FM's. They're probably simulcasting in different parts of Northern New England. But uh, I wonder if the whole Frank FM thing is uh, no, no, just the what, one in just the one in Henniger, New Hampshire on ninety nine. So far, but I'm wondering if we'll see some other slogans changing too. I don't I know uh, what what, Frank, what, what their Bob, programs. Jack, yeah, Frank. no, they were Frank up there. Yeah. Bad thing about that thing is, once those favorites go, and you can't put them back in the same order. And no, but I try to do it geographically and by interest, you know. And uh, and uh, you know, the wedge is right down the bottom again, where it's supposed to be. So that's that's important. Got to get the wedge right in the mm-hmm. prominent spot. So yeah, there yeah. you go. And <laughs> it's bad when you lose your favorites, but it's really bad when you lose your hard drive on that thing or it doesn't boot up at all. That's oh, yeah. No, the, then it's done. Then it's uh, fried. And that's, it's over. Yeah. That's when, they, they're not worth it. You pay almost as much to get it repaired as you do to get a new one. So. Oh, yeah. Well, I was yeah. just looking at the news wire here, and I see that there's going to be a new format on the uh, 94.5 in Panama City, Florida. So when I won't be home to record it uh, this time, but I'll try to I'll try to pre- pre-automate the thing to Christmas see what it sounds like. for a like. little while or something? Right, they were WFLF, and they're changing from talk or and the talk format is being moved to two translators. So, so goodbye, Rush. No, they were. I think they were actually a part of WFLA or something to do something with like that. Yeah. Yes, yeah. Uh, I, I will definitely take a look at that tomorrow. If, if even if I don't get the format change itself, we'll definitely take a look at what it sounds like yet when I get back from where I'm going to be tomorrow night. So I've got yeah. a, a martial arts thing that my daughter's involved with, and that's a little bit more important, I think. So no, I think the formats, but you know, I know, uh, but uh, she's doing sword fighting. Yeah, I don't want to get hit by one of those swords or 
hours, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Wait a minute, Jeff, you're actually doing something besides researching radio stuff tomorrow? Well, I do other things besides radio, Sean, and one of those things is uh, spending time as... I have a 14-year-old daughter, and I'm also a bit much older than she is, and I want to spend as much time as I can with her, so that's why I'm doing this. Yeah, but your daughter, your daughter says you don't have much of a life. You are, is it, no, that's your sister. This is no, that's my sister. My sister says that. Hey, you can always take your iPhone yeah, and research while, while the yeah. martial arts <laughs> thing is going, so you can yeah. always do that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, the other thing, yeah. too, is, is it's something I remember going to, like recitals and stuff like that, which you know you want to do for your daughters and all that. But, you know, to hear the music and you can't see him dancing. So is there much like to sit there? Does any, you know, is anybody telling you what's going on or? or yeah, her, her mom just... will tell me what's going on. She describes yeah. it to me. Okay. But I, no, I, 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 I believe it. I know it's what it's like going to the recitals when they're little kids trying to play instruments and everything is like, you know what it sounds yeah. like. Oh, it's well, wait till not... you go to a baseball game and it's like 22 to 5 and it's 32 degrees outside and the wind's blowing a little bit of rain mm-hmm. or. Whatever. Yeah. That's when you go. That's when you go home, Bill. Yeah, yeah. but we've, we've been. Yeah, that's this when already. you drink a lot of beer. That's right. right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, before it freezes. Before we yeah. get down this lane, we might as well put this back on course. I put together this 9-11 special, and I took it from WTOP. There's two things I want to point out to you. Number one, how they kind of eased into this. They didn't know really what was going on at the beginning of this. And, you know, they were just kind of you know, not taking it real seriously, but they were doing the coverage from New York and they, and they um, teamed up with WCBS and they went on, but then I had to edit this down. And then I put in the part when it got, when the planes were starting to fly into the Pentagon and, and I put that coverage. So I had to do a little bit of editing. And so we'll see all this all comes out, but I think, um, one more time, we'll go back and remember WTOP. And remember, they are a world class or a very good news station, also. Yep. So sure. let's see. You very well. They're owned and operated by Hubbard. Yeah, they they do a good job. So let's let's see how this sounded on that Tuesday morning and how they just kind of eased into it, kind of like you do. Um, a hot bath sometimes you kind of put your foot in there a little bit and ease it in and that's how they kind of did this and so you can hear it for yourself business will be profiling companies of the region again pretty dramatic uh, picture we're looking at right now fire in uh, one of the world trade center towers in uh, new york city we don't know the cause of this fire or exactly uh, where it's coming from but it appears there has been an explosion as i look at another picture right now on a one of the television monitors from abc tv and it shows a huge hole in one side of a world trade center tower in uh, lower manhattan in new york city smoke thick dark smoke now billowing from the top of the building uh, smoke uh, darker kind of smoke is coming from this large hole. When I tell you it's a large hole, we're talking about 10, maybe 12 stories worth of a hole in the side of the World Trade Center. A terrible situation there this morning. Obviously, something has terribly gone wrong. We believe that we do have some information coming in here we can bring to you. Can 
Can we bring up this that? Is a, CBS yes, I think special we... report on Dan Raviv. An airplane has hit the World Trade Center in New York City. There aren't many details at this time, but the World Trade Center, the Twin Towers, you'll recall, are about 110 stories tall. It appears that an airplane has hit the building somewhere around the 85th floor. There's a lot of smoke coming out of one of the Twin Towers of the World Trade Center. This is in the what's called the lower part of Manhattan, the southern part of the island of Manhattan. You, you can't see any part of the airplane at all. There's a fire inside the building, that's clear. A lot of smoke coming out in a very large hole. Perhaps as many as five, maybe even ten or twelve stories of the building are clearly affected. On one side, there's a large gaping hole, and there's smoke coming out, there's flame inside, and also on the, the adjoining side of the building, a lot of smoke. Let's hear live coverage now from CBS radio station WCBS New York. Billowing out of the, uh, oh, I would say it's about 15 stories down from the top of the uh, uh, number two, I believe it is, uh, World Trade Center. Flames are coming out also. This apparently was uh, uh, a commuter plane that smashed into it with such force that uh, the windows of the pick a bagel, in which I was uh, just about to buy a bagel, uh, uh, smashed uh, with a big bang. Uh, Everybody was very frightened, and uh, it sounded like a fabulous explosion. And uh, indeed, there is uh, a great devastation up there. What happened uh, to the commuter plane? It looks from what we're seeing that it might have actually gone through one side of, and out the other. Uh, I can't see the south side of the building, but uh, it could well have been. It, it hit with such force that uh, uh, the whole neighborhood really shook. Well, Tom Kaminsky may have a better view for us, um, David. He's in Chopper 880. What yeah, are you seeing Pat, now, Tom? Uh, I think we can sort of confirm that at least to uh, some degree. Uh, we are now looking at flames shooting out of the north side of uh, number one World Trade Center. But there are at least some windows uh, blown out and smoke billowing out of the opposite side. We have not been able to get to the south side of the building yet. We're sort of staying right here. We have a very good vantage point. So we're staying here for the time being. However, there is smoke billowing out of uh, both sides, uh, really of all four sides, it would appear, of, uh, of uh, World Trade Center Tower Number 1. And as we've been saying, this is uh, anywhere between 10 and 15 stories down from the top. Now, as you look at the World Trade Center, this is the building with the antenna on top of it. Uh, so... There is, there is quite a bit of flame now coming out of uh, the north face of that building. And only smoke. I don't see any flame coming out of the other uh, approaches. But uh, I talked to uh, our pilot, uh, Arthur Anderson, and he says he did see something go into that building. We, again, uh, we were at the George Washington Bridge and beginning to make our way south. Uh, I looked up and saw a fireball. But uh, Arthur uh, Anderson, my pilot, says that he certainly did see something uh, right at that building about 10 to 15 stories up. Tom, stay with us for a minute, will you? Uh, we want to talk to WCBS producer Kelly Edwards on the ground. Of course, uh, you, you can see the fire. Where are you? I'm just about, I'm just 
It's about 15 blocks north of the World Trade Center right now on 7th Avenue. Fire trucks are screaming down 7th Avenue trying to get to this fire. It looks like the fire is about 10 blocks from the, I mean, excuse me, 10 stories from the top of the building. Flames are shooting out. Smoke is pouring out. This gash goes from one side of the building practically all the way to the other. You can see thick black smoke pouring out of the front of the building, the north side. I can also see it coming out of the west side, and it's certainly coming off the entire top of the building right now. It's completely covered with smoke. You can barely see the top of the building. You can see flames shooting out of the east side of that gash. The gash seems to be getting bigger. I can now see flames coming out of the east and the west side of the gash. It seems like the windows are breaking as the fire moves down the building. Well, we had heard earlier from one of the witnesses, M. David Levin, told us that uh, the, the ground floor windows had been shaking, Kelly. Now, everybody we've been speaking with seems to have a vantage point of one side of the World Trade Center. We can tell you that at least two sides, two facades of the building We're listening to live coverage from a New York uh, radio station, WCBS, right now of an apparent plane crashing into one of the World Trade Center towers, the North Tower this morning, where smoke is uh, continuing to billow out. Thick black smoke. We'll continue listening to their coverage See, as live in New York City. WCBS 880, because we are right on top of this for you with reporters on the way to the scene. Tom Kaminsky is overhead giving us the bird's eye view okay. and in fact was the first to uh, tell us about it and see it. Tom's been hovering around. Let's go to him right now up in Shopper 880. Tom. All right, uh, Jeff, uh, back here with you. And we're uh, trying to gather some information as to what type of plane uh, this might have been into this uh, into this area. I can tell you, as as we are looking here at the north uh, side, at the north face of Tower Number One, uh, the gash that is in the building runs from about 10 stories up to about 15 stories, going from right to left, um, going uh, sloping to the left diagonally. Uh, smoke is pouring uh, out of that face, and now we have quite a bit of smoke and flame pouring out of the eastern side of tower uh, number one and uh, that also about 10 to 15 stories up so it is our guess uh, that what uh, whenever went into tower number one uh, went into it and uh, stayed there we have not seen any evidence of any other fire on the south side of the world trade center tower number two at least from our vantage point appears to be unaffected this appears to be entirely in tower number one uh, but the impact point is almost certainly uh on the north side of tower number one, about 15 stories up. Uh, we're just getting a look at the street. Uh, the uh, traffic on West Street at this point is just beginning to come to a stop. That hasn't really happened yet. Uh, we are seeing some police and emergency crews beginning to make their way uh, down West Street. Certainly uh, this area is gonna be uh, not the place to be. Uh, I would wanna say from about uh, the area of Canal Street on down, at the very least, you really need to try and avoid uh, driving in, these, uh, in this area. And and uh, at this point, uh, Jeff, that is that is all we have. We are still uh, looking at smoke billowing okay. out of Tower Number One. All right, Tom Kaminsky will come back to us, and we have reporters Peter Haskell, Mary Gay Taylor on the way to the scene. Our producer Kelly Edwards on the ground, not far, has has given us a good bird's uh, a good uh, view from the ground. And Tom Kaminsky will continue to give us a bird's eye view, and that's why you want to stay with us on WCBS 880. This is.
the WTOP Radio Network. WTOP Washington. WTOP FM Orange. WXTR Frederick. Worldwide on WTOPnews.com. Good morning, I'm Richard Day. And I'm Mike Boss. Coming up on WTOP Radio. As you've been hearing, a small plane crashes into one of the World Trade Center towers in New York. More on this as flames shoot out from that skyscraper. In comparison, now seems small grapes. Michael Jordan's talk of a comeback gets very serious. Can the Air Jordan legend live up to expectations? I'm Amy Morris. Iraq is claiming another shootdown, and the Pentagon confirms it has lost contact with another drone. Move over, George and Martha. The caissons are rolling in. I'm Marianne Jennings. Have you ever wondered the effect working weird hours has on your body? Now we know. It is Tuesday morning, WTLB News Time, 9 o'clock. CBS News, I'm Nick Young. A disaster in downtown New York City. A plane has crashed into one of the two World Trade Center towers. This man witnessed the aftermath. I see a gaping hole at the top of the World Trade Center, almost to the top, not quite up there. All I, I, I wasn't looking at it as I was driving towards it. I just heard a huge explosion. WCBS radio helicopter traffic pilot Tom Kaminsky has more. We are now looking at flames shooting out of the north side of a number one World Trade Center center, but there are at least some windows uh, blown out and smoke billowing out of the opposite side. One report quotes an eyewitness who says it was a twin engine plane. It is unclear how many people were in the area of the crash or how many injuries there may be. I think you'll still be the best player in the league, no question about it. A Washington Wizards fan on the growing prospect that his heiress, Michael Jordan, is poised to make a comeback. Jordan has told reporters he will return for the love of the game, though the announcement has not yet been made official. Chicago columnist Bob Green, who knows Jordan well and has written about him, says Jordan has more that he wants to do despite his accomplishments. Everyone talked about that last shot of his when he won the championship for the sixth time as being the perfect memory to leave on, but that's not... Uh, that's not his memory. That's our memory. It's a case that shocked the nation. A Texas mother drowning her five children. Today, Andrea Yates faces a competency hearing. We're live in Houston with CBS News correspondent Barry Bagnato. The law and the odds are stacked against the 37-year-old woman, even with her long history of mental illness. Andrea Yates right now is presumed to be competent. Prosecutors have this court-appointed expert they can point to who says that uh, she is competent to stand trial at this point. CBS News legal analyst Andrew Cohen says Yates' state of mind now is what matters at this hearing. Some of her relatives say she has been helped by medication since that mind-numbing day in June when her five children were murdered in a bathtub. Live in Houston, Barry Bagnato, CBS News. For the second time in two weeks, the Iraqis claim to have shot down a U.S. reconnaissance plane. CBS News correspondent David Martin has confirmed one of the unmanned planes is missing, though there has been no U.S. confirmation it's been shot down. But CBS News military consultant, retired Air Force General Perry Smith, said says it's likely this incident will prompt a serious reevaluation of our strategy. The fact that we've had so much difficulties recently, I think, will bring to the fore uh, a, a, a decision on whether a, a complete restructuring of our policy will take place. Bridgewater State College is breaking new ground. The Massachusetts school is the first to offer scholarship money to help gay and lesbian students cut off by their families after coming out of the closet. On the CBS Market Watch, S&P futures are up a fraction. To recap our top story of plane has
has crashed into one of the two World Trade Center towers in downtown New York City. No indication how many injuries there are. This is CBS News. Are you having trouble with your child or teenager? Staying out late, sleeping poorly, grades dropping or missing school? Angry or irritable around family? Has your teen lost interest in usual activities or developed less desirable friends? Do you suspect alcohol or drug use? Has your child indicated that life doesn't seem worth living? These could be signs of emotional illness. Too often, children and adolescents don't get the help they need until they try to hurt themselves. The Taylor Health System has specialized in helping young people for over 45 years. They developed the first adolescent and first crisis treatment programs in Maryland. Now the Taylor Health System offers a range of specialized services. If you're concerned about your child or adolescent, get help. Visit the Taylor Health System in Ellicott City at 410-465-9500. Trusted since 1907, the Taylor Health System sets the highest standards of quality mental health care. Call today, 410-465-9500. to New York now. WCBS Radio is covering a catastrophe that has happened in New York this morning at the World Trade Center. One of the two towers, the North Tower, Tower Number 1, has been struck by what we believe to be a commuter plane. In the last moments, we just saw a horrific explosion and now a second one, much lower than the point where the plane hit the building. Let's go live to that coverage and listen closely. The World Trade Center, uh, so we were shielded from, the, uh, from that, uh, but just uh, moments prior to that, we were uh, getting a look at tower number one, that was unaffected. But as we were looking back, we did see a second explosion of some type in tower number one. So both of the towers of the World Trade Center are now affected. This has uh, this second explosion has uh, just happened. We're still looking at debris still raining down. And now uh, from tower number two, uh, my, uh, my uh, correction there, uh, the second explosion just happened at tower number two. This is in the general area of uh, uh, where the first one was, but a bit farther down. I want to say maybe about uh, 20 to possibly 25 stories down, and this would be on the northeast corner from what we can see uh, of tower number one. So we now have both of the towers of the World Trade Center uh, at this point uh, in flames. And you know there are some transmitters, of course, on top of one of those buildings, and that is affecting some of our uh, broadcast frames yeah, the, right now. Some of the TV stations are off the air at this point, so we will try to describe what we have for you. Tom Kaminsky, just have to ask, do you have fuel enough to hang with this for a while? Uh, we are actually going to refuel and be back with you. In fact, All our right. plan is that we're going to do that right now so we can come back with you. Again, All right, thanks. Tom Kaminsky, it's 9.05 on WCBS New York, and we are covering for you uh, a, a couple of explosions. Planes have crashed into each of the towers of the World Trade Center just within the last few minutes. I'll tell you, 67 degrees are uh, present temperature right now, humidity 72. Uh, in response to this uh, apparent terrorism in New York, the attack on the World Trade Center towers in New York. Dulles and National Airports are calling in all their public safety personnel. The Vice President of Communications, Jonathan Gaffney, says all flights to New York have been canceled, but all other flights are taking off as scheduled. Now, the Washington Metropolitan Airports Authority says right now D.C. airports are accepting arrivals. Officials are gathering information. They'll be deciding how the disaster in New York will affect further operations. We have a reporter on the way to National Airport, and we'll bring you the additional information as soon as it uh, becomes available. And Reuters is reporting now Palestinian group is claiming responsibility for this uh, World Trade Center attack. Let's uh, go live to New York now and continue our coverage of this horrifying situation. Terrorist attack on our country and have ordered that the full resources of the federal government government 
go to help the victims and their families. CBS News correspondent Jim Stewart says the FBI was even taken by surprise. I have never heard such a, a gasp of uh, astonishment as I heard uh, speaking to the FBI headquarters this morning when they saw what we saw, the explosion at the World Trade Center, the second explosion and the smoke coming out of it. It reminded me and, and, and them of Oklahoma City. There's pure astonishment, I can tell you, at FBI headquarters this morning. As President Bush said, Stewart reports the initial working theory is terrorism. There's no confirmation that this is a terrorist attack, number one, or number two, that it's Osama bin Laden involvement. But I can tell you right now, that is what they are thinking. That is the working premise. Authorities have closed down all bridges, tunnels, and transportation connections into Manhattan. The opening of trade on the New York Stock Exchange has been suspended. NASDAQ trading will open in 20 minutes. CBS News Update. I'm Howard Ehrenstein. I'm Dan Raviv with continuous live coverage from CBS News. We have a report now from the White House. CBS News White House correspondent Peter Mayer tells us there's a security alert there. The building, the grounds are being cleared. A security alert perhaps just in case. After all, there could be, I don't want to alarm anyone, there could be terrorists hijacking aircraft and heading toward buildings that are well known, who knows, perhaps in other cities. Federal officials aren't sure. As we heard in that report, uh, there is a working assumption among federal law enforcement agencies that this could be, this could be some action undertaken by the Osama bin Laden group. Let's go back to New York City and coverage from WCBS Radio. Noticed as he saw this plane uh, seemingly dipping its wings up and down. All right, now we're going to interrupt this coverage when we get closer to home. We have uh, some indication of uh, fire and smoke at the Pentagon right now. WTOP's Neil Augenstein. All right, we've just had some kind of line interruption there, but we're going to get that back up. Have we got that uh, worked out? All right, the report we have is of uh, fire and smoke at the Pentagon. We should tell you that we have gotten uh, calls from people who live and work around the Pentagon who have told us uh, that they have seen something that they have described as an explosion. This is uh, information we have not been able to confirm. And we are trying right now to get Neil Augenstein, who has some line of view of this situation. And we are working through uh, a problematic telephone problem for you right now that we will resolve this. Obviously, uh, we are watching closely to see what kind of response we might have here in the Washington area. Could there have uh, been any more blatant act of terrorism against the United States than attacking both World Trade Center towers in New York City? Yes, maybe attacking the Pentagon, if that, in fact, is what happened. We're looking at some pictures uh, of the Pentagon right now. We do see some smoke in that area. We do not know the origin of it, what may have caused it. We do know that it is thick smoke that is billowing above the Pentagon right now here in Washington, just outside of Washington, D.C. Have we been able to get the Augenstein worked out? He's got a line of view of this, and we're trying to get his live eye report for us. The latest uh, word we're getting on this situation, which is now creeping into Washington, is that uh, a crash of an airplane, perhaps into the Pentagon, some type of explosion there, and also an immediate evacuation of the White House has been ordered. Now, President Bush is not in town. He's down in Sarasota, Florida, where he has issued some statements about what's going on. But uh, an evacuation of the White House downtown. And uh, witnesses are saying it looked to them like an aircraft has crashed into the Pentagon. Yeah, without uh, saying more than has been confirmed by authorities, we do know the president has viewed what has happened in New York as an apparent act of terrorism.
system. It would appear what has uh, happened to the Pentagon might be part of what is an orchestrated plan. There has been a claim of responsibility that has come in this morning. Reuters says it has come in from a Palestinian group. Again, there's no confirmation of that. The FBI is looking into reports of hijackings prior to the plane crashes in New York. There is right now an emergency response to what has appeared to be a plane crashing into the Pentagon building itself. A little more on that. Uh, this is according to uh, some people uh, downtown. An aircraft did crash near the Pentagon and the west wing of the White House has been evacuated amid threats of terrorism. So this comes uh, less than an hour after the uh, double uh, explosions in New York at the World Trade Center where one airplane crashed into the uh, first tower and about uh, 18 minutes later a second plane crashed into uh, the second tower of the World Trade Center. An Associated Press reporter saw the tail end of a large airliner plunge into the Pentagon uh, here in town. He says smoke is now billowing out of the Pentagon. So we have uh, a second layer of activity going on, uh, which seems to be related to what is happening in New York. Clearly, uh, this uh, may go down as the, the day that the United States suffered its uh, worst acts of terrorism on domestic soil. Uh, two planes crashing into both World Trade Center towers this morning. The giant 110-story uh, skyscrapers in lower Manhattan in New York. A plane striking one around 9 o'clock this morning, 18 minutes later. The second tower, the South Tower, building number two, is struck. There is a tremendous rescue effort that is underway with the thousands of people who work within those two buildings in New York City. At the Pentagon, we have smoke billowing out and reports of a large jetliner that may have crashed into the Pentagon building just moments ago. Well, there you go. Um, There's nothing uh, that you can I, say. I, because, I, I uh, can't even... I, every time you hear it, you see it in a different perspective. But all of us, yeah. you know, we lived through it. But I tried to get all three of those, and there was just so much going on, and we only had so many minutes to get all of that in. Well, you know, the thing the, that the struck me the was the newscast, okay. the CBS newscast, because <laughs> that was yeah. the beginning of it. And there were other regular news stories in there. Yeah. And that was yeah. the last time we, anybody heard regular news stories for days after that. Well, yeah. I know that I, I was doing a conference on web accessibility, and I was presenting with uh, the Accessibility Steering Committee, and they interrupted the meeting and told us what was going on. I, and we, no one believed it. I mean, and then when Tim said, let's, let's get out of here, my buddy Tim said, let's get out of here. And they canceled the meeting. And we went down to a TV set in one of the, uh, one of the restaurants and we, and he saw what was going on. And we, he just, we just said, he just said, let's get, let's get out of the building. They're going to close yeah. the state down. And they did. They closed New York state yeah. down. Of course, the difference between that and the Kennedy assassination that happened. Yeah. Yeah. Go, let's yeah. not all talk at once. Go ahead, Chris. The difference between that and the Kennedy assassination, you already had news reporters on hand that knew within seconds that, you know, President Kennedy had been shot. So what you did have, though, was people going back to, if you listen to that Golden Age News Network and they have the WLW coverage, they go back to music for a while and they come back because they don't have a lot of stuff coming in on the wires. Of course, the communication wasn't as good in 1963 to get the information.
information. He didn't have the helicopter. I'm sure when he came back to, from refueling, he couldn't get back there. I'm sure that was the end of that because they kept that airspace uh, empty or all over the place, you know. But but my point is, you knew what happened. There was a lot less of the, quote, fog of war, unquote, that you had, you know, where you're talking about commuter planes and you're talking about this and that and which side of the tower, what tower. There was a lot of confusion early on about what was actually happening. And then, but I heard a lot of uh, audio that was played um, on Saturday of uh, different reports when that second plane hit and they were already covering it live and people saw that live. I mean, you know, uh, as opposed to, again, the Kennedy assassination, they saw replays or whatever, but they didn't see it live. But people did see on national TV with the Today Show and Good Morning America. And unfortunately, there's not much more you can say about it because it's just... Probably Bernie, the worst thing that I've ever seen you? in my life or gone through in my life, in a yeah. sense. Bernie, were you on the I air? Think the, uh, I think the interesting thing is that when WTOP was carrying it, they, they had no idea of the seriousness of no. you know they're, right. they're doing other yeah. news stories and everything because they just didn't know. That's the point I was yeah. trying to make. Bernie, were you on the air that day? Yeah. Yeah, yeah sure I, was. I didn't know if you were. And, did, uh, did you stop we, using it to go we, and take phone calls from listeners? Is that what you guys did at that we, point? You know what? We didn't take phone calls. We we stopped the music. We um, Well, we, we stopped. We played a little bit. Then we stopped again for, for good. But we we tried to tell people what we knew uh, over and over again. And then we uh, eventually went to WIBC because they were going all news. And they were going to the ABC network. And uh, so that's kind of how we left it at that point. Uh, but at first, we were just we were freaked out. You know, we had no idea and we were just sitting while songs were playing trying to speculate what it was you know and yeah. we we couldn't we did not get it right and we have gina who has an who's iphone so i'm going to ask you to unmute yourself please gina gina from the state of washington yeah. i guess so that's right go go ahead gina okay i think i'm unmuted um, you are go you ahead are. Gina. go ahead okay um i remember when it first happened in 2001 I heard the initial news story just literally as I was leaving for work because that was 6 o'clock our time. I get to work, and the Lighthouse for the Blind in Seattle had a catering truck, and everybody's gathered around the catering truck listening to the radio. And one of the news coverage, I think KIRO had on, and everybody's going, and one of my coworkers is going, we're under attack. I was like, oh, come on, you know? Uh. And then as I listened to my radio, the station that I was listening to um, it became apparent that we had been under attack. And I listened to, well, okay, I listened to Spirit 105.3, and what they did was they certainly gave good news coverage, but they also hooked up with Moody Radio and hooked up with what they were doing. And a lot of prayers were being said, um, and so on and so forth. But for me personally, I remember feeling very scared and very vulnerable because I lived at the time within walking distance of the Space Needle, and I was afraid they were going to attack the Space Needle that day. And, and that's I not, and certainly, and certainly, Gina, that's not something that to take lightly because uh, I, I have been to Seattle and I, I know exactly what you're saying. And a lot of people were afraid <laughs> yeah. all over the country. Uh, thank you, Gina. Um, Al, you're can welcome. you unmute yourself, please? Okay. Good evening, John. Yep. Uh, Hello. I, I remember, yeah, uh, Bernie mentioned the radio station. Uh, our uh, top 40 station did the same thing. Uh, probably all the stations did that were playing music. They would play a couple songs, and they would go back and try to get some more information, play a couple more songs. And the and the thing about it, uh, a couple hours later, they were owned by CBS. All the stations that were owned by CBS at that time, the classic rock station, the top 40 station I mentioned, they were doing WCBS uh, broadcast throughout the rest of the day and the night. 
Yeah, a lot of our stations hooked up with either with the, the CBS stations here hooked up with BZ AM, or uh, they would hook up with Channel 4, uh, the BZ TV, and they did that. And then the others had an, a deal, I forget which, uh, I, I think it was, um, oh, I can't remember what their company was called at the time. It's what's now. Uh, I forgot to. Uh, yeah, but, uh, you know, anyway, the ones, the, the other ones, Magic and them, they, they hooked up with uh, Channel 5. So they had deals with the television stations. So they were able to get, so you basically had TV and radio coverage all over the FM dial all, you know, till maybe 6 o'clock at night, something like that. Yeah, all the uh, other stations did the same thing. In fact, uh, uh, a few months later, uh, I don't know, we didn't have Mike and Mike in our area yet, you know, Mike Colrick and uh, Mike uh, Greenberg. Yeah. yeah. Uh, they, were, they were actually, they played uh, segments of the, their show on that morning, and uh, they were saying, uh, they were doing the same thing. They were getting report. Mike Greenberg, I don't know if you knew this, he used to be a newsman in Chicago. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He uh, came to do sports. Yep. We yep. had the professional news voice. You now he was trying to get reports. Yeah, no, he's very good. On yeah. Mike and Mike, yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, thank anyway, you, Al. Uh, thank you very much. Thank you. All right, Ellen, can you unmute yourself, please? Yeah, hi. Um, I, um, I don't know if I'm unmuted or not, but... Yeah, you're ready. You're, yeah, you're yeah. good. Okay, good. Um, I was to, I remember where I was in 9-11, and I had... I had just gone to work. I was I was selling some newspapers at the time, and I and one of the one of the uh, ladies that I knew, um, she collects the grocery carts, and uh, I I she had asked me if I knew anything what was going on. I said no, and I had a radio with me, but I hadn't turned it on yet, and I was just setting up, and so um, that's when I pulled out my radio and I set it on the bench that it was right there, and so I was able to, and I had the news on all days so that way i and um everybody came out to listen to everything but what was the eeriest part of the whole thing was when i knew that when i heard that the planes were grounded i looked up at the sky and i was like going how empty i mean it just felt so weird and then when i got home later on that day then i turned on the tv and i saw what was um what had happened i was like and it was just shocking but you know, yeah, Ellen, I, stayed, I lived I near stayed. the airport at that time and uh and i still do i'm back in the building where i lived in and the, it was eerie because there was no noise no jet planes no nothing yeah yeah it's yeah. as quiet as yeah. being and I, and, I, and i as i said i'm right in the approach to uh, the albany International Airport, and so I can hear the planes uh, landing and then taking off sometimes. So I stayed at work, and I was on the way home, and you could hear the military jets because we knew uh, by the time I came home was a normal time, like five o'clock, and I took the subway home and everything because things had settled down. But you could hear the military jets, and they sounded different. They weren't didn't have the same sound as the as the jet planes that you would normally hear. And of course, this was a, a place that people were very concerned. And it was the other episode, you know, we, we talk about where the actual plane crashes were, but the two of the planes came out of Logan. There was concern here that something might happen here, but also that so many local people were lost on those planes. And, you know, so beyond behind New York, New Jersey, I forget what the rankings are for New York, New Jersey, Virginia, Maryland, but Massachusetts is fifth or sixth in ranking of, of deaths uh, from that event because of the people flying out of here. Definitely. You know, I know we could talk about this all night, but I think we should probably move on to our next segment. And I want to thank you, Ellen and Joe, very much for uh, joining us. Yeah, um, I just wanted to say, um, how's how's my the sound over here? I'm using my laptop to do it this. It sounds very good. Sound no fine. problem. Very good. Okay, thank you. Okay. Food is downstairs. Okay. 
Well, Jeff, I think it's time we did your feature. Well, the only thing I'm going to say is uh, I, I was going to call him the bad boy of radio, but that's not really true. Uh, but I think you'll hear a different Coyote McLeod than they heard the last time we played him from his uh, work in Louisville, Kentucky. I mean, in, in Alabama, excuse me. Well, here we go. This week, in my classic air check section, we're featuring a radio station that I have never featured before. The radio station is WMAK-AM, licensed in Nashville, Tennessee, and we're taking the time machine back to October 22nd, 1973. And we're going to hear a radio announcer who we have heard before, but this time it's Coyote McLeod, doing Top 40 at its best. Listen to the intro provided by Scott Shannon, who would ultimately go on to fame at Z100 in New York City, WPLJ-FM in New York City, and he's currently working at WCBS-FM in New York City. So without further ado, do sit back and enjoy Coyote McLeod on radio station WMAKAM from Nashville, Tennessee on October 22nd, 1973 on this week's edition of All Things Radio Live. Been cool night, sunny, pleasant days through Wednesday. The low tonight, 48. Tomorrow's high, 80. Relative humidity, 43%. Presently in Nashville under clear skies at 69 degrees. This is Jeffrey O'Brien. The Mooney Broadcasting Corporation. WMAK, Nashville. And now, Luster Weeks in the newly redecorated 317 room at the Nashville Memorial Hospital in Scenic Madison, Tennessee. Just a stone's throw from the artichoke capital of the Old South, number one, Tennessee. Just across the river from lovely Lagos, Nigeria, and a hop, skip, and a jump from the vacation center of Delaware, Lopal, Arkansas. WMAK presents from the soon-to-be-recycled exchange building, high atop the dilapidated Hotel Winfield Dunn in beautiful downtown Saunders. The return of Coyote McLeod. The cast is several. Featuring Chin Ho as Kung Fu. Cam Fong as Ping Pong. Alderman Ehrlichman and Mitchell as Curly Larry and Moe. And Long John Silver as Moshe Diane. Also featuring Mike Bohan as Walrus. Bruce Kroon as himself. And Roger Ramjet as Scott Shen. With the music of Spiro Agnew and his I'm Guilty, but I never did anything wrong orchestra. And now, with further ado, here's Coyote McLeod. Presents Coyote McLeod and more hit music. I'm back and I love you, baby. Ooh, hello, Nashville. Like an ex-wife. No, I really have, and I love you. That's why I play all this music for you. In fact, tonight's a bonus night. When you hear the howl, you got yourself the Bob Dylan soundtrack, Frank Garrett, Billy the Kid album. Kind of record. See if you want the contest. Caddy returns contest. It's stylistic. It's a rock and roll, baby. Great, boy, if I didn't, I wouldn't be here. I really feel good. Here's Artie Garfunkel, all I know. Artie Garfunkel and most music of the UMAK, that's Major Clear, all I know. 709, 
Kaiser McLeod, good morning on the radio show. On a, a Monday night, first night back, works. Nice to be back. He really misses junk when you're not. Don't ask me why. It's in your blood. This is what I was in the hospital for. Uh, listen, the whole house open until 11 o'clock tonight. It's open from 7 till 11, right through uh, up until Halloween night. Except uh, it's open to midnight on uh, Fridays and Saturdays. That certainly doesn't apply tonight. We'll be broadcasting live tomorrow night from 7 to 9. Why don't you come out and see us? It's at 16th Avenue south of the Bumbery, and it's like a couple blocks down from the Country Music Hall of Fame. Everybody knows where that is. It only costs you a buck to go through it. It's great. It's the old Bland Casket Company. Couldn't pick a better location. Yeah, we'll see you out there tomorrow night when we broadcast live. If you're on your way out there right now and you got to buy, uh, go past uh, the intersection of I-24 and I-40, you better watch it or avoid the area. Go another way because there's been a personal injury wreck. Somebody's hurt out there, man. they got a tractor trailer truck over and traffic's blocked up a couple of miles. So take some other area. That's at I-24 and I-4. This message brought to you by the Nashville Electric Service. Hey, you rock and roll. Kind of a lot back on the radio. To celebrate, I'm giving away the Bob Dylan soundtrack album from Pat Garrett and Billy the Kid. Put your noggin on Evan's store. You be the third caller, 254-1300. When you hear the county howl, you're a winner all night long tonight. His brand funk man laid down some of that rock and roll. Overhill Drive, third caller after the howl and wins the uh, copy of the Bob Dylan album. We'll have those to give away all night. And also, if you enter the Coyote Returns contest, you win 100 albums. My whole personal collection, man. You'll be listening tonight. Count the records and you'll find out if you're a winner. We'll be announcing the winner tomorrow night. Because I don't know how many I'm going to play, right? So we'll have to wait the show's over. Tomorrow night, I'll be announcing the winner. Also, I want to remind you, the junior class of Belmont College presenting Randy Matthews in concert Thursday night, 8 o'clock in the Massey Auditorium. Oh, that's it. Massey Auditorium. Donaldson, Tennessee. you got a lot of love Ready for this? What? I took a turn for the nurse. 
the nurse. See, instead of the worst, I said, I took her you know, you're not even uh, smiling. You mean you made a pass at a nurse? Yeah. Did it work? Well, not really. She decked me with an end of a bang. And we decided to have a single diamond. Singers Roebuck and Company, Nashville and Madison. WMAK Metro News. Rescue squad officials recover the body of a 72-year-old man at Percy Priest late today. Ken Murphy of the Davidson County Rescue Squad tells WMAK News. The body of a 72-year-old man has just been recovered from Percy Priest Lake that drowned it around 4 o'clock this afternoon. They've got to go. This is the old shot. This is the old shot. WMAK 
special environment. Cool nights and sunny, pleasant days through Wednesday. Tonight's low 48. Tomorrow's high 80. Relative humidity 43%. Presently in Nashville under clear skies at 61 degrees. This is Jeffrey O'Brien. The Mooney Broadcasting Corporation. WMAK. Nashville. WMAK Radio is about to present Middle Tennessee with a contest that will stagger the imagination. Stand by as WMAK prepares to present the Constant Contest. President's out, a new one was supposed to come in now, nobody knows what's going on with that, and Cox got fired. <laughs> and it's it's really scary. Now, they had it on the news, of 44% of the people think that uh, Nixon should be impeached, and 43% uh, don't think so, and the other, whatever, 17, uh, uh, have no opinion. Well, I don't it's 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 it really scares me, of course, it doesn't, it, most people get upset about that, but not me. I mean, just because I have two shots of bourbon to quiet me down enough so I can open my bottle of tranquilizers, you doesn't hate it? You it, don't you? Uh, no, it, it's delicious. Uh, what is it? Beef stroganoff. I learned to make it in home ec. Yeah, great. Uh, uh, got anything to drink? Pepsi? Fine. Uh, what do you call this green stuff? Mashed potatoes. I guess it really isn't too good, is it? Oh, no. It's terrific. Jerry, why are you lying to me? I'm not lying to you. Well, maybe a little. Don't you like anything? Yeah.
that's the kind of Top 40 radio I really enjoy. Coyote McLeod on radio station WMAK AM from October 22nd, 1973. Now, if you have any comments concerning this part of the program, why don't let me know about it by email or voicemail. For all things radio live, I'm Jeff Bennett. There you go. I love it. I love it. I just love yeah, it. I worship it. I worship it. The top 40. Go ahead, Bertie. I love the jingles of the presentation. Everything. Yep. Sounds enough, that was yeah. Veterans Day. Everybody forgets it for about five years. We had Veterans Day as the fourth uh, Monday in October, and then they brought it back to November 11th. But we had Veterans Day that day, and uh, you know, so that was kind of a weird uh, scenario. But and only two weeks after Columbus Day, you had these two holidays right near each other. But yeah, it was funny that he did actually get into the Saturday Night Massacre and all that other stuff that was going on. But it was a really turbulent time. The only thing I'd like to know oh, is yeah. what he was in the hospital for because he was going to talk yeah. about it on the show and I didn't have it. He never that because, said. Yeah, he never said. Well, I didn't have it because that I got the air check from a source and that was where they, you know, that's what I got. So, uh, but, uh, and it's Inquiring a Inquiring minds want to know. Yeah, it's a <laughs> different, it's a, it's a different Coyote McLeod. I don't think it's that important, really. Not really, but it's a different Coyote McLeod than we heard <laughs> when he got fired from the radio station. But definitely, yeah, definitely a character. You definitely knew that. Scott okay, Shannon. So, so here's my question about, about Coyote. Do you think that what happened at that other radio station really happened or it was totally put on. No, I think it really happened. That doing some too. research on the Internet and Google and talk and looking at uh, old newspaper articles, it actually did happen. Uh, well, okay, I know it happened, but what I'm saying is, was it fake? Was it I, don't, I don't think, I'm so. not, I don't think it was fake. I really don't think it was fake. I just don't. Um, I just never heard of a program director doing that. I have. I've heard a program director. Yeah. Uh, there, was a, there was a program okay, director. Here's, here's another thing. When, when the hotline rang, it rang on the air so you could hear it. And usually hotlines, when the mics are open, hotlines are muted. You would think so, but I, I don't know what I don't know what the budget was. I mean, I'm going to say I think it's real, but you're right. There, there's some doubt about it. Uh, but I, I think it's real because also when they when the struggle happened, there were no like weird radio sound effects that they might have thrown in if it was staged, just because people wouldn't catch it. But you would if you listened to old time radio or you know stuff like that. It, it sounded like a real struggle, and they were off mic and they were you know rusty. You didn't hear no around. You didn't hear no fist fight. I don't know. Uh, well, the, well, the I other have, thing is I, have I, I do have the fight that Jerry Williams had with committee uh, men in Boston, Jack Knowlesworth. And that was real, and it came from WMEX in nineteen sixty one or sixty two. I have to go through my air check collection. And Who we'll play won that the fight, Jeff? We'll... Yeah. Who won the fight? Jerry Williams actually won the Jerry fight. Jerry won. He was on the air for another forty five years or something. <laughs> he so, won yeah. the fight. Yeah, yeah. He and I never, the... I never heard of the guy he fought with yes. either. So you know, he won the but fight. Yeah. So based on him now, it does sound. Like maybe that other one was staged. I mean, I mean, maybe that well, he was leaving anyway. I, I'm, I I'm gonna, I'm not gonna bet on it, but I still think it was real. But that's just my opinion. I don't think and, we can well, bet also, on it. him calling if up that could, guy's I, wife. Remember, it was, it was, he yeah, called up and, the woman, and, and she was not pleased. And you but know, she didn't react. She didn't react the way somebody would have if they had been really upset by the way he was talking to her. Yeah, yeah. that was. You know, again, I don't know if I were, and there's no way we can bet on this. No, I, I, I bet you, Jeff. <laughs> well, you know what? Again, we'll never know. But but you know, you have your you, you're right. You have your opinion. I have mine, and we'll and yeah, you know, we'll, we'll fight it over a few beers, okay? And Bernie's right, is right, right, and no, we just never mind, uh, Bill. Okay, all right, all right, Jeff. I like to. Mess I know what's with going you. through Bill's mind. I like to mess with you. Hey, how about us messing with your last? Um, your last feature, so Radio yeah, 10 let's hope can that the get Giants on. Win today. 
he, Sasquatch, yeah. He's been uh, complaining because we're cutting into his time. So I think we'd better do the right thing for him for once. But thanks. Everybody's leaving before I can think. Dropping like flies here. Yeah. Yeah. Shows yeah, what, football game. Yeah. All right. All right. It's uh, KDCZ, and Jennifer talked about it, and call it on format changes. To, and here we go. This week in my featured station segment, we're traveling to Rochester, Minnesota, and we're going to listen to a radio station that has just adopted a classic rock format. The station is radio station KDCZFM, transmitting at a frequency of 107.7. And to inaugurate the format, over the Labor Day weekend, the station played classic rock songs in alphabetic order. So without further ado, sit back and enjoy radio station KDCZFM on this week's edition of All Things Radio Live. Squatch Nation is growing. Squatch, one long weekend. One last blast of summer. Every song in our library played from A to Z. Squatch rocks all weekend. We're playing the greatest songs ever recorded and some you haven't heard in a while. Alphabetically, during the Labor Day to Z weekend. This is the Rock of Rochester. Sasquatch 1077. We need every one of these days of the weekend to play our library. It's the Labor Day to Z on Sasquatch 1077. This is the Rock of Rochester on Sasquatch one oh seven seven. Sasquatch 1077. We're launching another long set of the greatest music ever recorded, and it starts now. now. On Sasquatch 1077, KDCC St. Charles, a Town Square media station.
simple as A, B, C, D, E, F, G, H, I. You get the idea. Thanks for listening to the Labor Day to Z Weekend. Sasquatch 1077. Rochester, Sasquatch 1077. We're not stopping until we get to the letter Z, marking the end of the summer with all the songs. This is the Labor Day to Z weekend on Sasquatch 1077. Seven. Sasquatch 1077. Now, it's another hour of the greatest songs ever made. 
here on Sasquatch 1077, KDCC St. Charles, a town square media station. Sasquatch 1077 KDCC FM in Rochester, Minnesota, with their classic rock format and the songs played alphabetically from A to Z. Now, if you have any comments concerning this part of the program, want to let me know about it by email or voicemail. The email address here is Jeff. That's J E F F Jeff at allthingsradio.net. Or you can call that feedback line toll free and hassle free at 800 693 0595. That's 800 693 0595 and at option two for the podcast team. For All Things Radio Live, I'm Jeff Bennett. This concludes another All Things Radio Live. Join us every Thursday at 6.30 p.m. Eastern for the latest radio news, interviews, caller questions and comments, station scopes, and more. Visit the show's official website at www.allthingsradio.net and visit the Legend website at legendoldies.com. Join us again next week for another All Things Radio Live.